Welcome back at Pressing Questions, the English podcast of FC Red Bull Salzburg. The upcoming episode was recorded last Saturday ahead of our clash with Ajax Amsterdam. I was joined by goalkeeping legend, two times Champions League winner and now CEO of Ajax Amsterdam, Edwin van der Saar, as well as our very own director of sports, Christoph Freund. We talked about sports business and the similarities as well as the differences between Ajax Amsterdam and Rebel Salzburg. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Enjoy. Edwin, you share a rich history with Ajax Amsterdam, joining obviously 30 years ago in 1990. If you could say the difference between back then, your first impression when you joined the club and today's image, today's mentality inside the club, which points would you point out that changed and which points remained the same? No, I think the, the thing that's, that sets out Ajax in the, in the world of football is uh, development, is uh, the eye for talent, uh, giving young players a, a possibility to, uh, to play in the first team and if you do well, then you, then you stay in. Uh, I think in the early 90s, I think the financial world was not so, the financial, the commercial side, the, the TV rights were not so big yet in the, in the world of football. And over the last 30 years, that has changed, of course. I think when, at that time when you had good players, you could maintain them a little bit longer. Uh, and also there was a rule with three foreigners uh, in, uh, yeah, per, per, per club. So in that, I think the commercial side and the TV uh, has changed the world of football a lot. You won the Champions League in 1995, famously with Ajax Amsterdam. But since then it has become more difficult for clubs outside of the top five leagues to challenge the big ones yeah. and the gap seems to broaden each day every every year um, would you say it is kind of a hard deal leading a club um, in a time where it's hard to compete obviously you have done it um, one year ago you yeah. almost yeah, yeah, made yeah, it to yeah. the final but how do you cope with the pressure of having a name like Ajax but very tough situation of kind of competing with the big boys in the big leagues Yeah, as, as being a former former player, yeah, I think you lo you love a challenge. Uh, when there's there a challenge, you want to win, and it's it's going to be hard. Uh, what, what, what I just said, uh, certain clubs they have a budget of eight, nine hundred. Uh, they're looking at at a billion, uh, but hey, you, you never know what happens now with with COVID, of course. Yeah, that going to have a huge impact on uh, on a lot of clubs, also on uh, on ours. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure that that Red Bull and uh, and Ajax also. But in that way, yeah, we are again focusing on developing of developing players, and and being so close uh, a year and a half ago of reaching the final. So there's a possibility. You see, Lyon this year also don't, they don't have the highest budget. Uh, they beat Manchester City in the in the was it quarterfinal? They they won against Juventus in the in, this, in the last eight, what we did the year before. So yeah, I, I hopefully football is coming. A little bit closer. It's 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 not all about money. Of course, money buys you the best players, uh, but it's also about the philosophy and the DNA of a club. And uh, and hopefully, uh, yeah, we at Ajax we can uh, keep surprising the, the European elite. One surprise that we have seen in Salzburg in recent years was obviously the challenge that brought us to the semi-finals of the Europa League. So also you can say how it is um, competing against big clubs from big leagues. Is it difficult? Is it almost a game where you have um, yeah, not the weapons with the other ones, but you have to kind of work around and find ways to compete with them. How do you find it? 
Yeah, sure, it's difficult, but um, this is a big challenge for the smaller clubs, also in smaller leagues, to find ways, different ways to comp to to, be, to compete with the, the bigger clubs. And uh, sure, they have more money, they have uh, different structures, but um, yeah, the way from Red Bull Salzburg is very similar to Ajax Amsterdam. Ajax is a, a bigger club in a bigger league, but um, in the last years, last eight, last eight years, we want it's also our focus to develop uh, young players, to work with young players, and to give them the chance to play in the first team and to play international. And the last years we are also very successful for, for Salzburg. So last year we played first time in the Champions League. It was a long time story that we played there. And yeah, we have very close games against Liverpool, um, against the Neapel. And so it was, you can see if you do a good job and you do a different way and you find ways, you can also, everything is possible in one game yeah? or in two games. So it's, it's really interesting to, to find ways to do, to, to, yeah, to find um, different ways to compete the, the, the big teams. Yeah. Less money, obviously, in the domestic leagues, um, less competition, let's say. Um, is it more of a burden to play in a little league and then challenge in European competitions for maybe six, seven, eight games a year? Or is it maybe. Yeah, it is like it is, but it can be also, yeah, mm. some. some um, Teammates said it's it's uh, it's better that you can focus on the highlights during the week on Tuesday or Wednesday when you have the big games and you can um, have uh, a game in, on on the Wednesday on on the weekend. It's not so close, so sometimes it's it can be also a little bit um, yeah a better situation. But in the end, I think the competition in the domestic league is very important that you have some teams also in the league that they are play very well. So like last year with Las Clins, they played. A very good season, also international, and so it's it's important for us that we have some strong teams also in our league. Yeah. Edwin, would you share that sentiment? Yeah, of course. I think the the national leagues where we where we all started from, and uh, of course we have had Feyenoord and PSV and AZ uh, last year. Also uh, a couple of good teams. Uh, also they focus on uh, on winning the league and, and 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 playing well in Europe. But of course it's it's good to have competition in uh, in your league and. Uh, uh, if you have stronger competition, that makes your players also better. Uh, but I can understand also Christopher that he said like, uh, if you have a hard game on the Tuesday or Wednesday in the Champions League, um, if you have a let's say weaker team on the on the Sunday, uh, that maybe helps you to focus on that game on on Tuesday or Wednesday. But uh, yeah, it's it's a challenge for for countries like uh, like Austria and Holland, or Belgium and uh, Switzerland and some other relatively smaller countries. Uh, yeah, we're fighting against uh, the, the big five, France, Italy, Spain, Germany, England, uh, where a lot of players, a lot of interest, a lot of money goes to. And yeah, if, if clubs like us, who are at the forefront in their country, um, yeah, can, can show them the way, hopefully those other clubs can also pull, uh, pull up a little bit of the weight of, of, of the burden that we are trying to achieve in Europe and, and making sure that the Dutch League or the Austrian League is, uh, is also an interesting one. Which leads me perfectly to the next question. Um, for your respective countries, of course, yeah, okay. you're very welcome to drink one. Okay, um, for your respective countries, Austria and the Netherlands, you act as a kind of gatekeeper for young players. If one wants to make it to the big time, in Austria you go to Salzburg, in the Netherlands you go to Ajax Amsterdam, run through the academy and hopefully you will make it to not only the first team, but maybe also to clubs outside of these countries, um, how difficult is it to kind of develop this image of the pulling power to say to players, if you come to us and if you're good enough to play for us, 
you will most definitely make it. Was it hard to achieve that image? I think we have that image already for I think 50 years. Uh, we we celebrated this year uh, that 50 years ago we won the first uh, Europa Cup one. Uh, with of course with the like of Johan Cruijff, uh, Wim Subier, Johan Neeskens. So uh, I think our philosophy has always been uh, homegrown players. And uh, our academy put a lot of money, time and effort into our academy, around 10, 11 million euros. And I think to, yeah, to show the way that uh, the players who I played with, Patrick Kluivert, Franco Ronald de Boer, Edgar Davis, Clarence Seedorf, or Rafa van der Vaart, or Wesley Schneider, or now with, uh, with, uh, with Donny van der Beek and Matthijs de Licht. So we have those examples and we want to combine that with titles, uh, not only in Holland, but of course with European success. Uh, and that way that helps, of course, if you speak to a player in, in Denmark or in Austria, to, uh, when he has a choice between at 16 going, going to Italy, going to England, where probably the money will be much better. But I think we, uh, we want to show the path uh, that many has walked before. Uh, that money at the 16 or 17 is not important. Uh, it's about development, it's about making sure that, uh, that the road to success or road to, to first team football is, uh, is, is uh, you, you can see, you can feel, you can smell, uh, you can see the examples. And that way we hope to be an, yeah, uh, uh, an example for that, for young players to, to choose for Ajax and, uh, and give us success. And in that way, when 21, 22, you probably, if you're good enough, but we hope, you take the next step. I think it's so similar the way, but the big difference is Ajax uh, worked on this way yeah, in the last 40, 50 years. They have a lot of examples also in the 80s, 90s years. And yeah, we start with this, uh, this way to work with young players and develop with young players yeah, 10 years ago. But uh, also we have a lot of examples in the last uh, five, six years. And it's important to, that also the, if they are, have the chance to go a big next step, that they go the next step because it's important that to get the next generation yeah? and you can show them some examples. When you come here you have the chance to come in the first team and you get minutes, you can play international and if you are good enough and you are maybe too good for Salzburg or for Ajax or for this league, you can go the next step. I think this is very important, yeah? but this is very similar yeah? for, and it's a role model. Yeah? Ajax did the last 40-50 years in, in, in Europe. Consequently, if you put a young player in, they obviously are going to be um, certain clubs that want to buy these players and following up these players get transfers maybe very early maybe a year later now due to corona but it's kind of a selling mentality both clubs have to follow in order to keep the system running um, how difficult is it to find a balance between getting the cash in on one hand but staying competitive on the other hand i think this is the biggest challenge to find this balance because the balance is very important if you sell players, okay, this is um, if they are doing very well and they are developing here and they have the chance to go the next step, this is the, f this is the first step. But the next step is that you have always a, a very good team here, that you can play international and that you can uh, win international games, you can uh, yeah, be fit for the European League or Champions League. If this is not um, ready, the, the, the next team who is playing currently here in Salzburg, then uh, it will stop because you always need to play international and uh, if you don't do this and you are not good enough, then you cannot make transfers in the next season. Yeah? I think this is the most important thing, you find the right, the right balance in the team. And if you sell players, you have, must have a plan in the, in the back who can be the next one. Yeah? And this is always a, a big challenge. Last year, for example, we sold eight or nine players in summer. A big, uh, yeah, it was a big um, 
a big challenge for us to, to create the new team. But we only bring two uh, uh, players from outside. All the other players come from the youth or they played on loan. Yeah, and we played a very good season and we played a very good champion season. So we were prepared. But this is the, this is the big challenge every year. Yeah. Similarly for you? Yeah, of course. And uh, in, in general, you don't want to sell players. Because yeah, I want to be a, a sport of success. So most time players who have experienced, uh, who, uh, who made the mistakes, and but those mistakes they can not going to make the year after. Uh, but eventually, probably a player had a, had a similar and a certain point. You want to develop yourselves also further. And when you won a couple of times the championship and you did well in Europe, uh, and yeah, there come some other clubs from all different countries. At a certain point, we know that the player wants to make that next step. And for us, it's not uh, not that important that he goes. That's what uh, Christopher said also, uh, you have to make sure that, uh, that, that that midfielder behind is, is ready uh, to take that place. And of course, we are scouting also. We also we go into South America and we have the last couple of years with David Sanchez, who went to uh, Tottenham, and David Neres, uh, Brazilian, became Brazilian international uh, at, uh, at our club. We, had a, we bought another one. So also our horizon has been, uh, been brought. Yeah, we like to develop them also. Our uh, second team plays in the second division in Holland. That helps a lot. We have a hard day. Seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Sometimes they're already in the in the second team playing professional football, and that helps for us if they are called upon first team to be ready uh, at the Dutch level. Of course, also at European level. So in that respect, the clubs are very similar. But yeah. there's no doubt we come from a different background. Austria. Netherlands, then also the history of the both clubs. Um, but nevertheless, both clubs are getting mentioned in the same bracket all the time. Um, what would you say, uh, Edwin, it is similar in the respect of the whole thing of the clubs, the mentality, the performances on the pitch, whatever you like, and what is not similar, what is different in comparing Salzburg and Ajax? I think they put a lot of, brought a lot of scouts and they did a lot of, a lot of investigation into how Ajax worked. And they probably copied that 10 years ago and everything and trying to... Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. No, I think for us, uh, I think it's good um, being, being from a country that uh, doesn't have the financial power to, to buy. Although uh, the last couple of years we changed it a little bit and all that we are also buying for more money. Uh, but also being at the ECA and, and, and being the chairman of the youth, uh, youth working group. Development and, and youth, and, and giving young players a chance, and, and giving the courage to, to put them in a, in a position. Um, yeah, I, can, I, I can't encourage that more. Uh, I hope more teams are going to do that because it would be great if uh, not all players are born in Madrid or in, or in Turin or in uh, in, in London. Uh, they're also born in Austria and in Holland and in Sweden. So how more, the more clubs can develop, uh, get better coaches, get good education also for players. I think education. Uh, the, the, the academic side is also important, not only uh, the, the sportive side. It's easy to look for a sportive director only uh, uh, how good are they, uh, 15, 16, and can they make it in the first team. But for us it's also important that, that there's an uh, academic side also, because not all players are going to make it. So if you can have a school uh, education uh, next to the football education, that's for us important too. Edwin choked a little bit about it, but serious question. Has Ajax <laughs> 10 years ago acted as a little bit of a role model for 100%. development sure it's it's a role model and uh, i said before ajax did this the last 40 50 years maybe one of the best in europe and in the world 
with young players, with the academy, with, to develop players and to show how you can work on this way. And it's sure it's, it's a perfect example. Yeah? Maybe we've, we play a little bit different style of football, but in the end, uh, the philosophy, how they work as a club and with the structures, it's 100% uh, it's a role model. Yeah? And, uh, mm. So 2006, 2007, 2008, we discussed very often what is Ajax doing, that they are so successful with this way and where they find these this young talents every year and always they find new players and, yeah, and a lot of players from the academy goes in the first team. And, yeah. But we are very proud in the last years that we are also very successful yeah, well, with this way. Yeah? I also remember a game like four, five, six years ago, something yeah. where, where it showed so like that pupils uh, had learned a lot from the teachers uh, somehow, and somehow the roles got a little bit yeah. reversed. And I, I, put, I tried to block it a little bit, but something comes to mind. <laughs> it was an outstanding night for us in Amsterdam. We won 3-0 and with all style of football and also with young, highly talented players also from our academy, it was really a, yeah, an outstanding success for us. And it was uh, a lot of people in, Austria, in, in Europe said, hey, what they are doing in Salzburg now. And yeah, but it was two games. Yeah, and Ajax did this 10, 20, 30 years ago. But in the end, it's, we are in a good way, and um, Ajax is a good role model for us. Yeah. One key feature, if not the most important one, is youth development. And as we speak here, both teams are still remaining in the last four of the UEFA Youth League. How important is it to not only showcase, but also for the development of the players um, to make it that far in this competition? And what does it tell people outside um, about the youth development at both clubs? Yeah, on one hand, the difficulty, I think we have around uh, 16 players in the first and the second team who are still allowed to play in the under-19s. So we are missing, let's say, 16 players who still can play uh, for that age. But for us, it's, it's, it's individual development is much, much more important. Of course, the first team need to win the league, need to qualify for Champions League yeah, and, and, and find European success. Trophies and prizes in, in, the, in the youth uh, are not important for us. We're always looking what's the best for the player. Is it, is it playing one year higher, one year lower? Uh, those kind of, uh, of, of decisions are much more important than, than winning. But of course, uh, being in Europe in the youth league, it's, it's a great, uh, great competition for players to develop. Yeah, I only can confirm, Edwin. So it's, for us, it's also the most important thing is to develop the players and they play always on the right level. With 16, 17 years, if, if they are ready, they play with our cooperation club Liefering, so they can play against uh, yeah, professional players. This is very important for increasing and developing from the players. But sure, we are very proud and in this competition that we are against in the half final. We won uh, 2007. This, this competition it was a great, yeah, a, a great experience, and uh, yeah, it will be a tough game. Uh, this, like I think, the kickoff is at six tonight, and yeah, it will be great if we. Maybe we can see us next Tuesday in, in Nyon and if we play against Ajax. But yeah, we're very proud that we are again in Nyon in the final four now. And uh, yeah, we, we also have a, a good team there, a young team. And uh, yeah, it's really it makes fun to see the, to, the developing and the playing the team and to, to develop, to see how they're increasing also individually the players there. And yeah, but it shows how we work and how is Ajax working because we know Portugal is very successful uh, in, in the. Youth departments, Real Madrid is, uh, has an outstanding youth department, and yeah, Salzburg and Ajax is also there now. So, so mentioning the same bracket with all the big names in European football, and yeah, before they might square off in the final, we have a game today being played 
in front of a crowd for the first time here in Salzburg since half a year. Um, we have gone quite a way and hopefully for the upcoming games in the league there will be more, even more crowd. Um, How is it in Holland? Is there any developments in, in, in regards to bringing crowds back to stadiums? Yeah, we had, uh, we had two friendlies. Uh, one was with uh, 2,500. Uh, we were allowed 4,000, but 2,500 came. And for Tuesday we're playing Hertha Berlin and Saturday Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, we're aiming for 6,000. 6,000 tickets to be sold. So we hopefully uh, we, can, uh, we can make that happen on a, on a, in a safe and secure way with our government. And for the league, of course, we hope to yeah, restart a little bit because our stadium is 55,000. Uh, normally we always uh, uh, full, uh, full house. So for clubs who don't have a big TV contract in their leagues, uh, stadium attendance, uh, hospitality, uh, partnerships uh, with, the, with the sponsors is a big issue and a big income for, for clubs like us. So we hope uh, in a secure way and in a safe way we can uh, yeah, uh, gradually increase the, the stadium attendance. I guess same thing here. I think yeah. I think we, we have a lot always of have a full house here, but yeah. we have in, in the next months uh, 10,000 people here inside for the fans. I think it's also very important and also for the for the players because we play football for the emotions and for the for the for the fans in the stadiums. It's different. Yeah, we played the last three months here without fans. Okay, we played very successful and it was. Um, a successful a sportive time, but without fans, it's different. Yeah, and um, yeah, we are very happy and looking forward to start today with 1,200 uh, people in the stadium, and hopefully in September with 10,000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was the episode with Edwin van der Saar and Christoph Freund. And look forward to the next weeks. There will be a lot of episodes coming out. But before you do that, make sure you like, share, subscribe, and maybe even tell a friend about pressing questions. If you have done that. We'll see each other next time. Until then, goodbye.